everybody. It is Tiffany Trumalaris, and welcome to True Talks. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's my intro song. And today I have a very special guest. You can introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Harris Kuklakis. I am, may or may not be dating the host. <laughs> um, I can confirm that. Uh, so we are here today... And we're just ready to talk. It's the first podcast. You know, I did my first podcast by myself back in October. And I thought I was going to do it all the time. And then I just didn't. But the last podcast, if you didn't listen to it, I went into great depths about Real Housewives of Orange County. I talked about Taylor Swift. And I don't know what else I talked about. But I talked for 45 minutes straight, so you can go listen to that. But today, we're just going to start talking. So, if you don't know me, I'm Tiffany, and I have a YouTube channel, Tiffany Trimolaris, and I have an Instagram, at Tiffany Trimolaris, that is T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-T-R-O-U-M-O-U-L-I-A-R-I-S. Don't complain that it's too long, you can just look it up and it'll start to probably pop up. Um... And yeah, so I post fashion stuff, I do like little fashion YouTube videos, I do hauls, I do vlogs, I do wardrobe inspiration, lookbook videos, anything you could possibly need. I also talk about Taylor Swift a lot. On my Instagram, I post like slightly embarrassing photos, sometimes they're cute, who knows. And yeah, so I'll let Harris do his little intro. So basically, I am a law student at DePaul College of Law in Chicago. Uh, just finished my first semester. Don't know what type of law I want to do, but hey, who does? And uh, I sell a lot on eBay and Poshmark, so that's what I do for fun, as well as play Kingdom Hearts 3 that just came out. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. I li- I'm Greek, and I like to drink Greek coffee, and that's basically all you need to know about me. <laughs> He's really good at doing all of those things. He's good at law school. He's good at selling on Poshmark and eBay. He's good at Kingdom Hearts. And he's good at making Greek coffee. I'm the best. Yeah. So (laughs) basically, if you need anything, you go to him. So what should we talk about right now? Well, why don't we keep it fashion-oriented because that's what this is all about. I feel like I need to scooch down here. (laughs) Uh, Why don't you tell us about the fashion expo that you just went to in Vegas? Okay, so if people want to know, I just went to WWD Magic in Las Vegas, and it's the biggest fashion trade show in the country, and I'm pretty sure the world. And basically what happens is wholesale brands come to, and like designers come to this expo and they set up booths and then retailers from around the world, whether you own a boutique, whether you own an online store, whether you're part of like a bigger corporation, like a department store, they come to this expo and basically they check out all the brands. Um, I usually used to think that it was only for the seasons that were like six months in advance, kind of like how fashion week is or more so like used to be where like February is all like fall winter and August is all spring summer but actually they had not only a lot of immediates available but the majority of the collections they were showing were between March and June 
So they didn't really have a lot of fall. There were some brands who did have um, like July, August, September, and that's the latest I saw it. But I only saw maybe two brands who had that. Everyone else had spring, summer, which makes a lot more sense. And the fashion industry is definitely switching more to that like see now, buy now. And I think it's because trends change so quickly where it's kind of um, futile to buy something six months in advance, especially if you have like a trendy boutique that you're trying to keep up on like the latest trends, because in that six months, a certain trend could be totally out and something else could be in based on like what a celebrity is wearing or anything like that. So I was really glad that I didn't have to like start to really think about like next fall when I'm already like getting new ideas for trends for this spring. So that was cool. So I went and I saw a few brands I liked. I probably found like 30 brands out of like thousands that I actually really liked. And I took pictures. I took their information. And I'm going to be going on their websites and actually like going through everything again and placing orders and making sure I don't have like duplicates or any of anything. A lot of people really place orders there. And I feel like once my store is open and I've have like inventory up and I see what people are buying I might feel more comfortable like buying at the show but right now I really want to see all of my options make sure that like if I see a brand at the expo in the morning I don't see another brand later in the day that I didn't know about where they have better styles or they have similar styles for a cheaper price so that's why I wasn't wanting to like purchase anything and I really just want to be able to go through and like make sure I'm buying the perfect things mm -hmm. so I don't want to buy anything that you know everyone has so right right a lot of cool stuff there and uh why don't we talk about some of the trends uh what do you what type of clothing are you going to put in your boutique and where do you see uh trend as a whole going in the future for 2019 okay so first of all my store is going to be online only which gives me a lot of freedom to really experiment with trends and like target people because a lot of people in indiana aren't really like receptive to super trendy items and they're kind of like a little bit slow slow hello hello there you go okay and so i like that i'm going to be able to like target people all over the country but that is leading into the fact that for 2019 like trendiness is at an all-time high like i realize that everything is really starting to be based around the celebrity aspect and it's really not anymore like what the designers are doing. It is to an extent. Like, for example, the Gucci trend and the Balenciaga trend, like the Balenciaga sock sneakers and then like yeah. the Gucci red and green stripes, those are huge. But why are those huge? It's not necessarily because they're quote unquote designer. It's because of the celebrities that have picked them up and started wearing them. Like Cardi yeah. B singing about, I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks. And then Migos and everything with the Gucci mm -hmm. and... Kylie yeah. Jenner with the Balenciaga style like trainer sneakers. Mm -hmm. Some of them need to calm down too because they're putting stuff out that is just not like attractive whatsoever. Yeah. Like those Balenciagas that look like dad shoes. Yeah. That are just bulky and uh -huh. look like uh, ketchup and mustard colors. No, I don't those. Like are those are so ugly. There was actually a pair of sneakers. I don't remember exactly what brand they were. They might have been Louis Vuitton, but they were on Nordstrom's website and they were $1,200 for sneakers that purposely looked beat up, like garbage sneakers, like ones that looked dirty and were like ratty and everything. And like they were charging $1,200 for them. Yeah, I saw those. Actually, they got into a lot of like, they got a lot of flack for that because 
apparently people are saying they're like appropriating um impoverished people yeah I, like, I think i saw a tweet about that where someone was like oh so you're taking my shoes that i had to wear for years because yeah. my family couldn't buy me any that look all disgusting and dirty and beat up and now you're like selling them for twelve hundred dollars like you could have just came to my home yeah or whatever which i get but uh on two levels it's bad one for that and then also it just doesn't look good it doesn't look good i don't understand who decided that was going to look good and i don't know what was going through these uh celebrities minds where they're like i'm gonna rock this yeah i think for some of the designers i think now that they're seeing how much success other design houses are getting by being super trendy and getting into like the songs of different celebrities and like on their bodies and i think that now they're just trying to do whatever they can to kind of make headlines it's almost like how the celebrities kind of do sometimes whatever they can to like make a headline or make news and create buzz about them i feel like now the designer brands are like okay what can i do to like get people talking and even if it's like bad press like whoever it was that made those sneakers are like well at least people are talking about us at least people are looking at our stuff and maybe they'll come on our website I also think a lot of companies, uh, especially in fashion, are trying to be too conscious uh, and trying to, like, uh, go with the trends in terms of activism. I think it was Prada or something. Uh, They made a whole bag line, I believe it was, centered around um, uh, Mexican immigrants. This Uh was, like, right when the whole, like, border wall thing came to fruition and, like, everyone was, like, fighting about that. And they got a lot of flack for that because it was just it was just poorly done. Oh, okay, you know? I didn't see that. Yeah, it was a while back. So okay, but um, but yeah, back to fashion trends. Things are overly trendy this year. I've noticed one big trend that I've noticed that's already really hitting the stores is snakeskin. I feel like last year was the trend of cheetah and leopard print, and now this year is definitely snakeskin. Like. Snakeskin dresses, snakeskin shoes, snakeskin jeans, anything like that. And then a big focus is being on like 80s, 90s trends. I saw neon everywhere. Like bright neon highlighter yellow was big, whether it was like on a top, even on a pair of heels. Um, And then again, like the athleisure trend. And it's really turning into like a big 80s athleisure trend, like with that type of fabric, you know, with like the tracksuits. I found this brand that I really like, and they have a lot of those style of tracksuits, like matching hoodies and bottoms, and they have them in all different colors, like neons, they have black and white, they have like pale pinks, Um, and then what else? Sequins I'm not seeing as much of, and I don't know if it's just because it's spring and it's not like holiday anymore, but I didn't see a lot of sequins, Um, but I like sequins, I have to find them. And I feel like side stripes on jeans are starting to kind of make their way out. I've seen a lot, yeah, actually, recently. A lot of red stripe going down the jeans. Yeah, like I have, I actually bought a pair of red striped jeans that I'm going to be selling. And I found another pair that's like black with a silver stripe that I really liked. But I'm not seeing as much as I used to. And what else? Basically, like anything that's super like Cardi B inspired like club wear, things like that I've seen a lot of. So my store, that will be truemode.com, T-R-O-U-M-O-D-E.com. It'll be launching this spring. Um, I am going to have a lot of like trendy pieces, things that are designer inspired or celebrity inspired that, that you can get for an affordable price 
but still being high quality. So they're not going to be super cheap prices because I don't want to just get clothes that fall apart because I've definitely seen those types of clothes. Um, but they're still going to be an affordable price point and just things that people might think it's hard to dress like super put together, super chic or super trendy because they don't just have it laid out for them. But I'm going to show them exactly how to wear something. I'll put together styled outfits that you can buy from head to toe at an affordable price point and that look super trendy but also super comfortable because that's what I like to do. I like to look good but I like to be comfy. So that's my whole vibe. It's a nice vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so let's jump ahead to what you think the summer trends are going to be. What I saw a lot last year was a lot of um, fruit print, a lot Ooh, of those palm like palm tree prints. Yeah. Um, do you think that's going to make a comeback or do you think it's going to be something else? And if so, what do you think it will be or what do you hope it will be? Here's the dealio. <laughs> Is it going to be a huge trend? I don't think... Okay, here's the thing. I feel like in summertime, all brands do some sort of cheesy print like that. Thankfully, I didn't see any fruit prints this year. Yeah, I, that's fruit all I saw were last big year. last year. And here's the thing. So there's this brand called Show Me Your Moo Moo, and we used to carry them at a store that I used to work for, and they are huge in the South. They're actually a California-based brand, and they basically started off making Moo Moo's, and now they make anything that's, like, flowy, like, California beach-inspired. Everything is a print. Everything is very colorful, and um, but it's huge in the South. So back in 2016... For, like, the entire spring-summer season, like, everything was a fruit print. Like, pineapples, everything like that. Um, apples, cherries, anything you could think of, they made it into some sort of loud print. And that was in 2016, but I didn't, at that point, see any, like, mainstream brands, like Forever 21 or anything do it like that. And it wasn't until last summer, 2018, which usually is what happens. A certain brand will kind of make a trend start one year and then it'll take a couple years for like big box retailers to do it and that's what I saw of last year this year at the wholesale show I didn't see a lot of fruit print I did see tons of floral which I hate I will never pick up a floral piece so don't come to my store for that I saw like palm tree prints resort inspired things the only types of like resort inspired clothing that I like are ones that are more of like an abstract print and that have a neutral as a base color. So I like things, like I actually saw a jumpsuit that I'm pretty sure I'm going to pick up where the base of it was white and then it had a really cool like tri-tone blue abstract print on top of that. So it wasn't super loud or in your face, but it still gave you like that nice pop of color or that summery vibe. But I definitely saw lots of florals, which you're always going to see in the spring. And I saw palm trees and, like, things like that. But that's just, like, not what I'm going to pick up. Yeah. And I actually didn't mind the fruit print right when, it, right when I started seeing it. But then after you see a million of them, you start to get annoyed with it. Yeah. You know? The fruit print that I didn't mind in the beginning was cherries. I thought, oh, that's actually kind of, like, yeah. pretty cute. But then once the brand started doing, like, the cherries over the, your boobs on your chest. Oh, yeah, that's Then weird. I was, like, and then girls would do that just for, like, an Instagram photo. And then yeah. I was, like... No, and then cherries were everywhere, and then people mm. would make, like, bad jokes about it, and, <laughs> and then I was over it. I like the pineapples. Pineapples? 
Um. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a no, but that's just my preference. <laughs> I guess we disagree about our fruit. <laughs> uh, I feel like I liked it on maybe like a beach bag, but okay. yeah. So basically, that was gross, what I just said, <laughs> and I should just stop talking. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, so everything for spring, summer, lots of neon. So I'm going to try to incorporate color because I gravitate towards like black and white, but obviously I need some color. So I actually really like the neon. I like the hot pink. I like the neon yellow. So I'm going to try to incorporate that. Um, Seeing lots of red. I'm definitely going to buy a lot of red. Are you going to do any animal type print? I know that's, we're talking about designer stuff. Yeah. And that's pretty big. The snakes and like. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a few snakeskin print things because I do really like them. Like there was a couple really cute dresses. There might be a skirt that I get that's snakeskin. And then actually be on the lookout for the best shoes you'll ever see. The ones we got in New York. They're booties. They're snakeskin. They have a gold heel. Well, I wasn't even talking about the snake skin. I'm oh. talking about, like, prints. You know, like, Gucci does the snake and the bee. Like, it's actually the picture oh, of, you know. Oh, well, funny story. I found a purse brand that is, like, trying to make Gucci lookalikes. And they had some with the bees on it. Nice. So, I might get one of those yeah yeah i think that's a nice one-off piece you get yeah for someone who wants it yeah definitely and some people are like no that's ripping off designer blah blah blah. it's like no it's not because there's no gucci logo on it so what gucci owns the rights to bees i don't think so (laughs) uh so whatever yeah and besides it's not uh crazy that someone wouldn't want to spend two thousand dollars Exactly. On a bag. Exactly. They get With a similar Gucci, style. Here's the thing. You're paying for the name. Yes, you're paying for leather and all that. But at the end of the day, a Henry Bendel bag, RIP, that costs $300 is made exactly the same, basically, as a Gucci bag that's leather, except maybe the Gucci bag is made in Italy. You know? It's yeah. like you're really just paying for the name. For to get that sort of quality, that's $300, $500 max to get like a handmade leather item. But beyond that, you're paying for their marketing and you're paying for their name. So, yeah, definitely. I saw that coming from uh, dad being an optometrist and working in the making eyeglasses in the lab and seeing the prices of all the different brands for like glasses, the quality from like between a St. Laurent and a Ray-Ban is the same. A lot of them are made by the same manufacturers, mm-hmm. everything like that. It's just the price point is, is just crazy different, right. you know? So really, I don't, I don't see any, any problem with someone going for a, uh, a lower price point, basically a knockoff, you know? Yeah, as long as it's not actually a knockoff where it's like someone trying to actually put the designer logo. Right. That's wrong. And like, I don't think people should buy knockoffs like that. But if you're buying a purse that's inspired by the trend of a Gucci bag, where whether it be the red and green stripes, which, by the way, they don't own red and green stripes, <laughs> or if with it's like a B brooch on it, I think that's totally fine. Like, as long as you're not actually saying, or like as a store, you're not saying in your marketing, Gucci purse, but would I say this trendy, designer-inspired style? Right. Sure. You wouldn't put Gucci I in the I wouldn't put Gucci in the description because I could get in trouble for that. But I would say definitely say, like, designer-inspired, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. 
you know, and fashion is all, like, cyclical anyways. That's why so many brands, like, they try sometimes to sue another brand or another individual over, like, a style, and they can't. Like, they lose every time because no one can copyright fashion. Right. Like, you can't, I learned that in school, you can't copyright fashion, anything to do with that. The only thing you can really, like, trademark or copyright is your logo and your brand. But beyond that, you can't because you can never prove that you were the first one to design a dress like that, you know? Because of there's so many years of history and fashion design and so many different variations and everyone got inspired by someone else. Like, even if you think that you just designed this completely unique dress, you didn't because 50 years ago, some other designer started to do the shape of that dress and then 50 years before that, maybe a designer used... The sleeve style, and 50 years before that, you know, so it's like, you can never claim, you can never prove that someone stole your design because you technically didn't come up with that design yourself. It was inspired by something. So that's why so many brands lose cases. So unless it's like your actual logo or something that you trademarked, you're not going to win. So... That's why so many brands like Forever 21, like designer brands try to sue Forever 21 for like ripping off their styles, but they can't because as long as they don't put your name on it, you can't prove that you were the first design house to come up with that design. Exactly. And plus all the, all the different houses just copy off each other. Exactly. Yeah. Going back to the glasses too. I see, um, the same style, almost the exact same pair of glasses in Polo, Ray-Ban, all the way up to Gucci, St. Laurent, all of them are the same. Yeah. And no one cares anymore because obviously they try to sue and they don't win. Exactly. If you're but, just going to waste your money and your time. Yeah. So now they know that and then they do it on purpose. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you want to be so original, come up with some original designs that people want. Stop trying to complain and saying that someone else stole your design. At the end of the day, if that's the case and you're getting that upset where you want to sue somebody, it's obviously coming down to the point where that other brand had better marketing than you had a better overall concept than you or had a better price point than you so look inward see what you can do better and move on i'm tired of people making excuses it's so annoying tell them how you feel yeah i'm telling them how i feel it's like people get all upset about that like i think it was one time like guess was suing forever 21 um guess no one wants you anymore you're irrelevant (laughs) you're too high of price for too janky of stuff. You're not, like people don't want a bag that has a guest logo on it. So maybe like go ahead and redesign and make them cute. Take your logo off and maybe you'll sell some more and make a better price point and maybe start marketing better. Get rid of your guy who I think got sued for something with models and start putting in like more creative people. So that's all I have to say. RIP guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is all allegedly so I don't get sued. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely going to see you. <laughs> well, all of my two listeners listen to True Talks, which, by the way, was For not now. even my co-host. <laughs> my co-host did not listen to my first episode. I listened to, like, a little bit, I think. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> back to the, <laughs> the Fashion Expo. Oh. You got interviewed there by someone I did get tell him who it was okay so Rachel McCord who is now my new favorite person I will admit that before this I did not know who Rachel McCord was 
But after meeting her and listening to her speak on a panel and actually talking with her, I can say that she's the nicest person I've ever met. And she is an influencer, activist, model, businesswoman, entrepreneur, like author. She does it all. So if you ever watched 90210 on the CW, you know that Naomi was played by Anna Lynn McCord. So interestingly enough, this is actually Anna, McC- Anna Lynn McCord's younger sister. And um, so she moved out to L.A., I think... When she was 19, once Anna Lynn was already out there on 90210, and she became a model, and she's very successful now. She has a book called Slay the Fame Game, which I'm going to order because she talks about what she has learned about social media. And she's not saying that, like, she has slayed the fame game and she's not trying to be conceited, but she's just sharing her tips because she has lived in Hollywood for 10 years. She has achieved some sort of success. But basically what I really like her is that she is so focused around positivity and I am too. And she's not just wanting to be in Hollywood for the fame or to be uh, rich or anything like that. She truly at her core wants to help other people and she wants to help other women succeed with their businesses. So she actually has a blog called The McCord List and this kind of proves the fact that she doesn't want to just be famous. You actually can't read anything on her blog until you apply to be a member. And so I applied. It'll probably take like a little bit to get back to me because she wants to vet everyone who applies. She looks at your social media. She looks about who you are because she wants all positive people to be a part of it. She's like, I don't like anyone negative to be a part of the McCord list because we're all about building each other up and helping each other achieve success and whether that's success in your business or success in your personal life, success in your well-being, your health, anything like that. And she's like, I want to foster a positive community. So they're like, I really vet the people who apply. And then once you are are accepted, you can read all of her articles about fashion style, business tips, health tips, exercise tips, anything like that. And she does different types of meetups. So she's like, I have different tiers of the McCord list. There's one list where you know, was part of like a bigger group of people and I go around the country and we do like little meetups and they're like little positivity workshops, things like that. Um, She's like, I also do like more intimate, like in-depth retreats with like a smaller group of women out in LA. Um, So she was really cool to be able to talk to. She interviewed me and was asking me about my number one business tip or like what I think would help other people. And then she asked me a little bit about my business. So that was really cool. And then I listened to a one hour panel with her at the expo where she kind of explained her whole story and how she got to where she is and like what her whole message is. So if you haven't heard of her, check her out. Her Instagram is I am Rachel McCord. And yeah, she's really cool. She's really fashionable too. I thought the... The greatest thing about it that you told me was her upbringing. Yeah. Uh, the fact that she started out of a, uh, what was it, trailer, trailer park parks. with her sister? Yeah. So I guess she hadn't told anyone for a while and neither had Anna Lynn. So Anna Lynn, I think she left home when she was still a teenager and I think she moved to New York. And if I remember this correctly, Rachel didn't speak on her, but I think I had read in an interview with Anna Lynn was that she had like uh, lied to agents or something about her age to be able to get roles. And she was actually a nip-tuck. That was her first kind of role. And I guess 
neither of them had talked about it until Anna Lynn did this interview, I think two years ago, when I remembered it because I read it and it was like, oh my gosh, where she revealed that, yeah, she grew up in a trailer park. She had a really poor upbringing because everyone thinks a lot of times with, and Rachel spoke on this too, with them being like tall, blonde, um, attractive women who are models, they think, oh, you had everything handed to you with a silver spoon. You must have been like had a rich upbringing, everything like that. Like you don't know what it's like to struggle. And they're like, no, actually, like we grew up in trailer parks and we worked our way to get here. So just because you think that you have a bad upbringing or you've gone through struggles, that's not an excuse. Like if you want to achieve success, you can achieve success. So she was saying that, yeah, I had never talked to about it before. I never really wanted to say that I grew up in a trailer park, but she was like, when my sister finally did that interview two years ago, she's like, well, I guess it's out now. Everyone knows. So then she actually talked about it in her book and has like a whole chapter called Trailer Parks to Fame. Yeah. I understand why she like initially wouldn't want to talk about it, but I actually think that that makes her story 10 times better. I think so too. And I get it because I, I get it to where like you're kind of at this point where you might feel a little embarrassed or you don't want people to know or anything like that. But then once you kind of embrace it and realize that your struggles are what made your success even better, I think then that helps other people too because you can educate people and help someone else who thinks that they might be alone in their situation or that they can't do something and help them succeed. Yeah. Not to mention you have a whole nother level of like personal pride that most people won't have. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So because you're proud of yourself for like getting to this spot. Yeah, most people don't do that. Right. So good on her. Yeah. So it was really cool to be able to like meet her and talk to her. And she's so nice too. Like she has met so many people over that weekend and she remembers people's names. Like when we went to that panel later, um, she saw a couple people in the crowd and she was like, Oh hey, so and so and they were like, You remember my name? She's like, Yeah, what do you mean? So that was cool. Yeah, I don't remember anyone's name ever. I am so, so bad at names. Yeah. Sure, intermission for a <laughs> for a Greek coffee. <laughs> yeah, I had to take a sip of my Freddo. It's not a frap, but yeah, it'll do. It'll do for now. Until um, I get more. Yeah. So why don't we talk about you <laughs> and your success on Poshmark? So basically, I look for at two places to find clothing. If you don't know, Poshmark is all about clothing and accessories. Uh, usually secondhand, but um, also new stuff as well. Uh, I look at Nordstrom Rack. Their website and app is amazing. Um, basically, what you want to do is find anything, any big brand, at least 70% off full retail. You could usually sell it around 50 to 60% off full retail. So you're making a nice 30% margin. They take 20%, but they give you um, free shipping, USPS priority mail, up to five pounds. If you know anything about shipping, that's amazing. It's a great price. Costs the other person 675. Uh, so yeah, basically I look Nordstrom Rack, other outlets like that, and also thrift stores. Those are really good for low cost items although obviously what you have to look out for is the quality of the item um and yeah you just have to take good pictures post them on poshmark and then uh put in good keywords and then yeah you make some sales so let's do an example for people two different ones one from nordstrom rack and one from goodwill so let's say that you find a pair of shoes at nordstrom rack and or like on their app 
And let's say there's some designer and traditionally they retail for $200. And let's say that Nordstrom Rack is having some huge sale and you could get them for 50. So tell us then what the process is of like you deciding whether or not to buy them and then what price point would you list them on Poshmark? It just depends on the brand. So basically what you have to do is there's three main apps that I use. There's Poshmark, Mercari, and eBay. So what you want to do is you want to look up the designer, uh, what the item is, the style of it, and whether it's, if it's Nordstrom Rack, it would be new. Um, and you put all that in, and then you look at the sold listings. If the sold listings are only about $50, I would not get it. They would have to be at least $100, 90 to 100 bucks to make it worth it. Because remember, they take 20%. So if I sell it for 100 bucks, they're going to take uh, $20 from me, and I would make 30 bucks off of that. Um, a lot of brands, you wouldn't expect to not be worth it. Like, for example, um, Givenchy is actually not worth it most of the time uh, because secondhand stuff, just even if it's new, does not sell for much. Um, another place, Poshmark is really good because you could usually sell stuff for more than what it's going for on most other apps. For example, eBay, it's very price competitive. The lowest, uh, the lowest price will usually win there. So I don't sell most of my stuff on there because a lot of the a lot of the prices on there are the same as what you would be able to sell for on, uh, or sorry, what you would buy for at um, Nordstrom Rack. And then Mercari is sort of the same as eBay. Um, it's a young base, a lot of people who don't have a lot of money, so I don't sell too much on that. And some of the best items that Harris actually finds are at Goodwill. So he has a lot of success with ties, and he can buy a tie for a dollar at Goodwill, and depending on the brand and the condition and the style, he could sell it anywhere from $12 up to, what's the highest, 60 that you've sold it for? Yeah, I think this the highest one, it was a Stefano Ricci, if you don't know the brand, uh, it's a high-end men's brand, lots of suits and ties and stuff like that. I think I sold it for, what was it, like 65 bucks yeah. or something like that. And that's crazy. Think about that, the margins. He spent a dollar, and he sold it for 65 and after Poshmark's cut of then, like, what, $12? No, I sold that one on eBay. Oh. Yeah, there are some brands. Usually, Poshmark, you could sell for higher. There are some brands where it's flipped, and eBay is the place to go. That's one of the brands. Uh, after shipping, because you have to pay for shipping on that one, um, and the 10% fee that they take plus PayPal's like 2.8% fee, I think I went home with 48 bucks off of a dollar. So that was, that's my best one yet. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of money to be made if you're willing to go and look for it. I know a lot of people also go to um, uh, garage sales, usually in the summer. And they could find a lot of good stuff there because people are willing to let go of things for pretty cheap. Another good thing to look out for is coffee mugs. Also, you buy those for less than a dollar usually. Mm -hmm. And usually you can't sell them for as much as the ties, but usually sell them for like 10 to 20 bucks. Most expensive one I sold, I think, was $30. So Off a 50-cent mug? So yeah. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that one was off Poshmark, so I made... After fees and the cost of the item, I think I made like 23 bucks. Pretty That's good. insane. Yeah. Yeah. So he's having a lot of success with it. And 
he's just gotten to a point where he is really good at being able to vet an item and whether or not it's going to be worth selling. He knows exactly like what keywords to put in. He knows how to take photos that will attract people and he knows how to promote it too on Poshmark with sharing and sharing to parties and everything like that. So if you're looking to like make some extra money and you have the time and you have the patience to actually take the time to like learn about products and go to Goodwill and go to Nordstrom Rack and really like treasure hunt, then yeah. you should try it out. Honestly, a good place to start, which is how like I started, is just find the stuff around your house that you don't care about. Most people have at least $500 worth of things in the, sitting in their house that is just collecting dust. Exactly. Post it on eBay or Poshmark or Mercari and basically learn. I, For example, I started on an eBay only and there was a lot of items where I made either 50 cents or lost money because I didn't realize that shipping uh, actually costs a lot of money if, if you don't if you don't do it right. Right. Because things after you put in like all the packaging materials to make sure everything's secure, the bubble wrap, all that, it gets pretty heavy, mm-hmm. and all that just really increases the price. Yeah. So start off with that, and then if you like it, if you're good at it, if you or if you just like the money, which a lot of people do. Then you could start going on to other things. Yeah. Definitely. I started listing just some of my clothes that I don't wear on Poshmark. And I don't, like, share as much as Harris does. And I don't, not as dedicated to it. But in a few weeks, I think I've sold four or five items. So if you want to, if you have the inventory in your house, like, a lot of girls could do this. Like, if you have clothes that you don't wear and you've worn it once and it's, like, perfect condition like me... Just, you know, take a cute photo in it and post it. Yeah, it really is all about the photos. Yeah. Uh, that's that's 50% of the sale that you're going to get is right. because of the photos. Yeah. That's why you've sell- been selling so much is because if you don't know, if you don't follow her on uh, Instagram, she uses the photos from her Instagram. Yeah. And they're all edited and look very nice. Uh, so people want them. Whereas a lot of mine, I'm not good at taking pictures as much. I just use plain background of the photo of the item itself and uh i still get a lot of sales but i don't have the allure that your pictures you know (laughs) that your pictures have it's all about the photos it's all about the photos it really is just gotta make something look cute like there was a dress that i got from forever 21 last year for i think it was ten dollars it was just a super simple red cami dress with a little ruffle at the bottom and I dressed it up with some heels and some sunglasses and a cute purse. And I had some really cute photos from like a blog shoot I did last May. And that was the first thing I sold. And I sold it like within a day. Yeah. For I think $12, which is pretty much full price. And it was perfect condition. I had only worn it for that photo. But I think the girl just liked the photo. So Yeah, definitely. I think, every, honestly, I think everyone should. And I think eventually a majority of... America will start posting on like eBay and stuff. I think it's becoming bigger and more popular. Right. Um, if you're complaining about money, then I mean, you have to do this. It's the easiest, the easiest way to make money. Yeah. You can make money. Post something that you spent ten minutes searching for around your house to take pictures and stuff like that, and you could be making money while you do your other stuff. Right. Like it's it's really like it could be very passive. Um, depending on where you are. Obviously, if you're in big cities, you could find better stuff in terms of clothing. You just have to tailor what you're selling to wherever you, whatever you could find. Exactly. So if you need money, I think this is the number one thing you should do. 
Yeah. Because it's easy. Like you said, you can start with things around your house. Yeah. And once you get a little bit extra money from that, and you're like, wow, okay, this is something that I do want to do because I am making money, then you can use a little bit of that money to buy more yeah. inventory and go and from there. But, I mean, even you could even, like we said, go to Goodwill. Find some good ties that are a dollar, like literally 99 cents. You can do one. If you find, like, one gem of a tie, sell it for $20, $40, $50, and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And really, too, it's like everyone, all you need is a smartphone or some sort of camera. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Almost every person I know, I don't think I've ever met one person who has not had a smartphone. Except your cousin. Except my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) But he's a different story. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's really all you need. And then once you start selling, because you will, it might take a little bit longer if your photos aren't great, but you eventually will start selling your stuff, Mm -hmm. and then you could start putting the money into, you know, lighting kits or light boxes and better packaging stuff. But other than that, like, you have everything you need, basically. Exactly. So with less than 20 bucks, you could be making over 100. Mm-hmm. So try it. Try it out. Try it out. Give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know if you tried it and if you like it. If we inspired you or if Harris did. And if you don't like it, well, that sucks. <laughs> don't make money. <laughs> if you don't like it, then find something else that you like. You know, write a book. Write a book. Tell your life story. <laughs> Start a podcast. Start a podcast. Hopefully this takes off. Maybe we'll get picked up by like yeah. a, a podcast company, Dear Media. Shout out. Uh, Never heard of them? Dear Media, let me tell you. So there's this podcast, actually one of the first podcasts I ever started listening to called Skip. I think it is the first podcast I started listening to. It was, I think, 2016. And I was about to fly back to Atlanta from being home and... I was bored with music and I wanted to listen to something and I know people were talking about podcasts. So I was trying to just find any type of podcast that was geared towards women because I knew there were a lot of like popular podcasts like the Joe Rogan podcast and things like that. But I feel like I just wanted to listen to something either about style or beauty or anything like that. So I think I searched like beauty podcasts in the podcast app store and I found the Skinny Confidential and she is actually a blogger who then started a podcast with her husband, Michael. And now that they've been doing it for like three years, uh, her husband, Michael, actually started his own podcast company called Dear Media. And he signs um, all women-focused podcasts. Or not necessarily women-focused, but like hosted by at least one woman. um, Because he really wants to support like women breaking into podcasting. And so he has a lot of great people. Now he has Jackie Schimmel of the Bitch Bible. If you don't listen to that, that is my favorite podcast ever besides The Morning Toast. She's so funny. Um, and he just signed these two girls. I actually started following this girl, J.C. Marie Smith, on Instagram because of her photos. I think I've shown you her photos before. Like, it's that super, like, pinky edited style with the presets. And she started a podcast with her best friend, Chelsea. And Dear Media actually picked them up. So maybe one day. Maybe. (laughs) I'm just trying to be famous. (laughs) (laughs) We're on the way to fame. Yes. Internet, pick me up. (laughs) Pick me up. If you haven't watched my YouTube, go watch it. I have whopping 144 subscribers. But you got those pretty quick, though. 
I did. Yeah. You got most of those in the span of like three weeks. I got most weeks. of them in like a month. Yeah. yeah. So. I think I was at like 50 subscribers or something in yeah. maybe December. And now I'm at 144. So. People, people like what you put out. You know what? I had someone tell me that they loved my personality with like laughing emojis and my singing. And I, I was like, I didn't really sing in that video. I think they were referring to in the, the beginning where I was like, hello, people. I am Tiffany. I don't know if they were refer to that as singing but uh, <laughs> um i'm very animated on my videos yes most you of the are time. most of the yeah, time most yeah. of the time yeah what's the next video you're gonna do see the next video actually i finished editing my last las vegas vlog that's gonna go up and then the, after that i don't know i don't know if i should do another lookbook style video like that one that was like the fast forward mm -hmm. people liked that um, see, I get the most views on my hauls, which is good and bad because I love doing hauls, but I am now at the point where I am no longer going to be buying stuff for myself because since I'm starting this business and I'm going to be having my own clothes and I want to save as much money as possible as well. I don't want to go to Express anymore and just buy a bunch of clothes, which is what I was doing before. So it's difficult. But it'll be good when I have my store because then I can do hauls, yeah. winter clothing haul or whatever, but of my clothes. But for the interim, I won't be doing a lot of hauls. Yeah. I think a good haul would be when you buy your inventory for like New Year's Eve parties with that all the glittery you know New Year's we Eve saw a lot of book. cool like high heels and stuff like that oh yeah at the show in new york i think that'd be a great haul video. michael at lady couture saw him again in las vegas i feel bad because i told him i was gonna come back the next day and then it was just too busy and i didn't but i'm definitely gonna email them yeah. and order some more he's a cool guy he's really cool i he's my favorite rep that i've met he remembered what i ordered at the last show he remembered, he remembered me he, yeah he was like <laughs> everyone thinks we're married and everyone's always like, oh, like he was like, oh, you left your husband at home. And I was like, well, he's my boyfriend, but yeah, he's in law school. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, so I couldn't come. Um, but yeah, he remembered what I ordered and he remembered the styles that I liked. Like they had those Yeezy style boot heels that I yeah, want to get. Had a lot of cool shoes. Yeah, they had some new ones too. But they're my favorite because they're so well made and they're so affordable. And I like that he doesn't make me buy like a whole case pack of 12. Yeah, he was the. The only rep that told us out of all the stores that you could just buy like one yeah, because, of an item. And he was saying, he's like, he's like, I know you're starting out. He's like, I want to help you. And at the end of the day, we just want to sell shoes. So we're not going to like lose a deal over right. you not wanting to buy 12 pairs where versus like, I think I ended up buying 12 pairs of different styles, like three here, four here. So he still made, what, $1,000 maybe or right. a few hundred or I don't know. I think it was like 500 total, but then also those ones in August that are coming versus if he told me I had to buy a whole case pack of 12, I might have only bought one style and then who knows if I would have sold all 12 sizes of that style and then maybe I wouldn't have bought more. So I really liked that he was like willing to work with me and he was just really nice. Yeah, he was a yeah. nice guy. And I love the brand. Like it's a brand that I feel like no one really has because you wouldn't have heard of them. And they make really nice shoes. They're well-made. They're good prices. So be on the lookout because my shoes are about to be popping. <laughs> yep. Yep, popping. Popping. <laughs> oh. What else is going on? 
Nothing, really. We ate some good sushi last night. We did. That was good. That dessert, you said it was... You said it was the best you, the best dessert you've ever had, but I'm it was good, but I'm not going to go that far. Okay, it was good. I think it was more in the moment. I think yeah. at the time I was like this is the best dessert I've ever had. It was, it was a good. dark chocolate salted caramel molten cake souffle with cinnamon vanilla ice cream on top. Was it that? I thought it was just vanilla gelato. No, it was cinnamon. Okay. Yeah. Either way, it was really good. It was really I wouldn't really go good. as this is gonna this is gonna be weird because it's like where we were. We're like it was like a upper scale restaurant. Yeah. Not like really really upper scale, but like upper scale for our area. For our area, yeah. I think I prefer Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. It's like volcano molten cake or something like that. It's the same thing. Yeah. But I think it. I think it tasted better. <laughs> I think I was two glasses of wine in. And People sleep on Applebee's, first of all. That's the one thing. Don't sleep on Applebee's. They have great mozzarella sticks. They have great desserts. The food is okay, but like you're at Applebee's. What do you expect? Okay, Applebee's, I haven't been there in probably 10 years. I think the food, your main course, horrible. I think the appetizers, <laughs> great. The dessert, great. So if I'm going to go in there, I want some mozzarella sticks. Yes. Maybe one of their other trendy appetizers. Maybe like a chicken <laughs> finger. And then I want dessert. But I'm not going to, like, order a sandwich. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. You don't. Applebee's is good for what it's there for. But now that you reminded me, mozzarella sticks sound fire. When's the last time we've had a mozzarella stick? I haven't had mozzarella sticks in a long time. A long time. I could go for a mozzarella stick. All right. That's the next date. Oh, we... Remember? Okay. When we were in New York, we ordered food from a pizza place one time we ordered mozzarella sticks and they didn't bring marinara sauce so that ruined it you can't eat a mozzarella stick without marinara sauce to dip it in i don't like marinara sauce so that they're normal for me well also they were too big they were like jumbo mozzarella sticks but i kind of see i think we like the opposite we do like the opposite i liked them because they had a lot of cheese in them i don't like marinara sauce so i didn't care I, I thought okay, they were good. I like when there's a lot of cheese. However, these, the crust was so thick. Yeah, I don't it was like a thick when crust. it's thick crust. I like the mozzarella sticks that were at Kilroy's mm-hmm. because it's a very thin crust and like crispy and flaky and a lot of cheese inside. And then I like to really dip it in marinara sauce. If I can't have marinara sauce, don't give me the cheese stick because <laughs> it's just going to ruin it for me. Marinara sauce or nothing. Yep. Oh, now that we're talking about cheese sticks, this reminds me of this post I saw on Instagram today. And it's this account called, like, Boss Babe something. And I used to follow them, and I didn't actually see their post. Someone else posted it in a story. And so don't think, whoever this is, that I was, like, talking about you because you posted it. But I really took major umbrage with this post because I feel like... Listen to that vocab. <laughs> Took major umbrage. Vocab word, if you don't know what that means, it means like major offense. Um, with them, because I feel like I was being personally victimized by this boss babe account. So I'm now, I'm over these boss babe accounts, like whatever, like girl boss, like, you know what? I am a girl boss and I don't need an account to tell me that I am. Most of them are just pandering. <coughs> what you do know? You they just pander to like... Girl, every girl like now wants, wants to, be to be a girl boss, a boss, but they don't want to do anything to become a boss. 
That's the thing. And that's what these accounts pander towards. And they try to like get you with these like fake quotes. Okay, let me read you this quote that really offended me. <laughs> because I was like, are you trying to imply that I'm shallow? Okay. I'm not a small talk kind of girl. I crave soul-nourishing conversation and connection. I want to talk about uncomfortably big dreams, interesting concepts, and new ideas. I want to know what lights you up or drives you crazy. I want to challenge you and make you think bigger. So let's skip the small talk, question mark, which I don't think that's a grammatically correct sentence. (laughs) It would be, so can we skip the small talk? Um, And I really took offense to that because I thought, are they trying to imply that I'm shallow because I like to talk about the weather and how cold it is. And I like to talk about Ariana Grande and how Sweetener was not a good album and how this album's good, but she should not be, like, dissing the Grammys like this. Or because I like to talk about how good Froyo is and what kind of Froyo toppings I want. And talk about how good mozzarella sticks are. Or maybe talk about tea. Or talk about the Vampire Diaries. Does that make me shallow because I want to talk about soul-nourishing conversations? I talk about goals and dreams, but I don't need to talk about that all the time. You know what? You know what? That doesn't make me shallow. That makes me fun. You know what's fun? Talking about Ariana Grande. You know what's fun? Talking about cheese sticks. You know what's fun? Making jokes about the weather or about Vampire Diaries or whatever. So what do you think about that? Well, the first thing is, I don't know why girls keep posting this when most girls cannot have deep conversations. (laughs) They're physically incapable. I have barely met... Okay, let's Three not girls. offend people. No, 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 because now you got me going. <laughs> people are going to get Most offended. girls, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just with me, but I feel like they cannot have a deep conversation to save their life. Well, what about me? If you couldn't have a deep conversation, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> or actually, this is my house. You wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> so let me just start with that. And then secondly, I just think people are trying to be woke. I think that's a woke post. Yeah. When that's also pandering to people who aren't woke. Yeah. Here's the thing. The thing is, when you're spending time to make this post, talking about how you want to have deep conversations with people and yada, 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 and want to skip the small talk, I feel like that's an ode to the fact that you're not having those conversations with people And why aren't you? Is it because you don't have the right people in your life? Is it because you don't actually have big dreams to talk about or deep conversations to have? Maybe your life's boring. I'm not trying to offend people. I live a boring life. Okay, so don't come for me. I like to be in my house and watching Vampire Diaries and drinking tea. So, okay. Um, But maybe you don't have any things that you've gone through to where you feel like you can have these deep conversations. Here's the thing. I feel like when you've gone through enough stuff where you could have deep conversations, you don't want to talk about it. You want to move on, you know? And I feel like it's the people who want to make big deals out of little things that want to have these, like, deep conversations, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's, like, people want to say they want to have deep conversations, but most people just don't want to have deep conversations. Yeah. Like, in general. Yeah. Who wants to sit? Like, no small talk. You're not going to have small talk ever. You're going to see your friend on the street and just start talking about your dreams That's or the, thing. It's like, the cosmos. Let's, let's skip the small talk. But what does that even mean? So that means every single time I'm with somebody, I have to talk about their dreams and their hopes and everything. 
Honestly, I don't want to. Honestly, if that makes me shallow, go ahead. But I want to talk about the clothes I bought. I want to talk about your nail color. I want to talk about what you did last weekend. I want to talk about Vampire Diaries. I want to bond over things like that, you know? What's your favorite Froyo flavor? That's what I really want to know. That could tell a lot about a person. Chocolate. That's my favorite. What's my favorite? Okay. Oh, I got my favorite. Here we go. You want to know what my favorite Froyo flavor is? It's a two-parter. It is the Nutella Froyo mixed with the vegan peanut butter Froyo. And then on top, I put cookie dough pieces, brownie dough pieces, um, cookie wafers, um, chocolate chips, little turtles, peanut butter sauce. If they have Nutella sauce, I put Nutella on top. Brownies, big, like, little cheesecake things. If they have those, I put anything I can. I'm changing mine. I said chocolate, but I meant Nutella. Oh. Nutella's really good. Nutella's the best. Yeah. yeah. Red mango. Throw some bananas in there. Yeah. And then... Ooh, I've never done that. That'd be good. It's the best. Have oh. you never had a banana with Nutella on it? You're not living. Oh, I've had it in crepes. No, no. I'm just saying you open up a banana. I've not. You spoon out some Nutella no, and you just put... I've not had it. Oh, my goodness. We gotta do that. It's the best. You know what we need to do? Bake banana bread, finally. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure I wanted to. But we can do it. Yeah, we'll make some banana bread. <laughs> So what else? I don't know. How long? I think we've been podcasting almost an hour. I think it was like 1230. Yeah. Okay. So this is an hour, people. I feel like we're kind of at a point now where I need some water and I really can't talk that much longer. I don't know what else to talk about it. And, you know, once you're getting to the point we're talking about baking banana bread, I feel like that's the point to kind of like wrap it up. Yeah. That's, um, that's the end. That's the end, the end point. End. So if you liked this podcast, please subscribe to my podcast. If you didn't like this podcast... Please also subscribe. Still subscribe. They're going to get better. Yeah. They're going to get way better. <laughs> um, please give it a five-star rating. And if you're someone right now, if you're a hater, like one of my haters on YouTube, I feel like I have a perpetual hater right now because every vlog or video I upload, I always get at least one thumbs down. And I feel like there's someone trolling me, one of my haters who hates me. Like, it's either that or there's millions of people that use YouTube. And so, no, because I don't get it. I don't get a ton of views. Like even this past vlog, I got like sixty views on so it. So do you think one person subscribes just so they can hate on me? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel like I have an enemy out there, and I feel like I know who it could be. But who? I feel like people want to hate on me and give me thumbs downs and rain on my parade. But guess what? I enjoy it because that means for you to give me a thumbs down, you watched it and you gave me a view. And you obviously subscribe to so that you are knowing or you follow me on Instagram because then you know when I'm posting because I post on Instagram. So that means that you're just giving me more views and more content and you're one step closer to making me monetize because I just need the views and the minutes <laughs> and the subscribers. So there you go. Give me thumbs downs. Yeah. Anyways. Like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe to me on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram. You can follow Harris on Instagram. It's all photos of me and him, so... <laughs> Honestly, you don't need to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can follow him on Instagram. You can see photos of us. All right. At Harris Kuklakis. Good luck spelling that. <laughs> I'll tell you. And I'll spell it out in the phonetic way that he sounds it out. That's K-O-U-K-L-A... 
K-I-S. And Harris is H-A-R-R-I-S. Yes. So. A lot of people think I say Paris when I say Really? Maybe. Yeah. Who thinks that? Almost everyone throughout my entire life. Like or you. they think, like, I say, my name is Harris, and they say, what's your first name? They think my last oh. name is Harris. Yeah. Also, people call me Harrison when they first meet me. That's my biggest pet peeve. Oh, Marissa likes to call you Harrison as a joke. Yeah, but that's Marissa. Yeah. I'm talking about people. Oh. Like, that I don't know. Oh. Really? It's weird now, because I'm like, on the podcast, I'm saying Harris, so that people know. But it's weird, because I always just call you Hottie now. It's because I'm hot. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> my Greek name is Hottie. Yeah. So. I remember when we were kids, and... Because at school you went by Harris, but then when I would, like, come over to your house when our sisters were, like, hanging out or whatever, and people would call you Hottie, and I would get so confused. And I was like, are they... First, I was like, are they saying that because he's hot? Yeah. You obviously didn't think so (laughs) back then. (laughs) You didn't think so. Let me just tell you about middle school. There was a dance. There was a dance, and I went up to her after not seeing her for years, and I said, hey... And I got snubbed. I didn't, you did not get snubbed. This is what happened. First of all, he hated me in elementary school and in middle school. You hated me too. That's true. Okay. (laughs) Clear the air. It's not just one-sided. It was mutual. No, but I I feel like I didn't, at that point in sixth grade, I don't think I, I think I, enough time had passed. I think it had been at least like two years since I saw you because I went, to we went to the same elementary school through third grade and then I switched over and so it was fourth and fifth grade that I didn't see you and I think um or no I probably did see you at your house though because our sisters didn't graduate until we were out of fifth grade yeah so anyways but it was sixth grade and then he transferred to our middle school and there was like some sixth grade dance and he came up to me when I was sitting on the bench and he's like do you remember me and I was like yeah Harris I remember you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, like I forgot who you were, and and then he left. He's like, okay. That was that was monumental for me. <laughs> Not only did see, I talk to a girl, she replied. See, and that's all I needed, and then I left. No, <laughs> here. <laughs> I didn't know what to do after that. <laughs> At that point, I thought you were like trolling me though, because you used to always like troll me. I don't remember. I, I don't remember half of my my yeah, adolescence. I don't remember either. But I think I thought that you were trolling me and, like, trying to be mean, like, oh, do you remember me? And I was like, well, yeah, nope. how would I just totally forget who you are? I've No, that was just my <laughs> young attempt at talking to a female. Who would have thought? Yeah. Ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be dating. Pretty sure I opened up with, hey, do you remember See, me? See, then that's the other thing. I vivid- Okay, so when you messaged me on Instagram, <laughs> you also said... Do you, hey, do you remember coming over to my house? And then it annoyed me because I was like, does he really? Because I remembered you coming up to me in sixth grade saying, hey, do you remember me? I was like, does he really think I have amnesia? Like I forget someone who well, I knew for like eight years? I forgot about you until I saw your picture. Okay. I hadn't talked to you. <laughs> I forgot about you. I okay. barely remember what I ate like an hour ago. You think I'm gonna... I feel like you have low-key amnesia. I think I do. I feel like you have short-term memory loss. You forget a lot of things. I do forget a lot of things. But this is what happened. So I feel like I saw... Okay, so I saw you in sixth grade. I feel like I saw you around in middle school. High school, I feel like I never saw you at all. 
Not even once. Not even once. I think and I might I... have seen you once running through the hallways with your little suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a trendsetter, by the way, in high school, okay? People made fun of me, and then guess what? Semester later, people were coming in with the suitcase backpacks. So, people made fun of me for wearing high heels. People started wearing high heels. People thought I was crazy for graduating a year early. The next year, three more people graduated a year early. So, I was a trendsetter. But anyways, I never saw you. And I, don't, I feel like I never saw you on Facebook either. It's because I didn't have a Facebook until junior, sophomore, junior, something okay. like that. So, then this is what happened. This is funny. So, I was in college because I graduated a year early. And then this was... So, I went to college in June. And then I think it was September you, like, uploaded your senior photos. And it was the first time that I had, like, seen you since, like, for years. So And you had looked completely different because you grew so much. Like, you got a haircut. You <laughs> you grew. You ten got, years like, later, I got a haircut. You got some muscles. <laughs> you did. You had the same haircut for, like, ten years. I did. I had a bowl cut yeah. for everyone that doesn't like know. Like coconut head. I look like coconut head from Ned's Declassified. And I was, like, and you, in your senior photos, you looked so good. And you were, like, doing, like, one of these, and you're showing off all your muscles. And I was, like, oh, my God. I was, like, Harris got really hot. And then I was, like, well, first of all, too bad I'm dating this loser. And second of all, too bad I'm not coming back to Indiana. And then, four years later, I came back. And I <laughs> left the loser. And then I said, hey, do you remember me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to sushi. Yeah, it was pretty bad sushi, though. Yeah. And it was really awkward. It was very awkward. Still never learned how to talk to girls, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> eh, debatable. <laughs> but I remember it was awkward because I kept looking in your eyes, and your eyes are so pretty and, like, they're so blue. And then I kept getting, like, mesmerized, and then I felt really embarrassed because I mm-hmm. felt like I was staring. So then I kept, like, looking away, and then I felt like I couldn't look into your eyes without, like, staring. So then I was trying to, like, not look at yeah. you. Yeah, no one look at me. You will get mesmerized. Yeah, you will. See, what I was thinking is, like, I want to eat all this food, but I can't. <laughs> can't show her how I eat on the first date. <laughs> I eat like an animal. And then I also was like, I shouldn't order. That was also when I didn't eat a lot. Yeah. And I ordered, like, one little vegetable roll. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Weird. I only ordered, like, two rolls, which yeah. is nothing for me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought you, like, didn't like it. And then I was like, he's never going to text me. And I was like, I got to text him again. And then it was I a good thing you did. Yeah. Because <laughs> you wouldn't have texted me? Probably not. What? I, I, it seemed like it was a bad date. So oh. I was like. What Was it that I was bad or did you think I just didn't like you? In general. Oh. I was like, it was a pretty awkward date. <laughs> weren't really jiving. <laughs> we weren't <laughs> gonna let this one. I was going to let this one fizzle out. <laughs> and go back oh. in my room. <laughs> Now, here we are. Here we are. Almost two years later. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like, <laughs> comment, and subscribe. Yeah, see, I get on tangents, and then I don't stop talking. Anyways, like, comment, and subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at Tiffany Chimolaris. Follow me on YouTube. Subscribe to me on YouTube. Check back in for the next episode, and goodbye. And, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> see ya! <laughs>